around the block. As always, I'm Rebecca. I'm Molly. And I'm Leanne. Today we are here to discuss our March book club pick, which is The Vanishing Half by Britt Bennett. So I guess I'll read the what I wrote at the top. So it's published Did in 2020. <laughs> what <laughs> do we want to do like a rose i like the like oh the i forgot we have- the rose and thorn the rose and thorn good point so molly you want to go first rose and thorn the week rose and thorn the week so like so like since we last talked doesn't yeah really so go. since last wednesday so my rose and thorn for the last week obviously my Rose was going to the final four. Super fun. Very yes. exciting. Um, honestly, like, so what? Down in the land of Yeehaw. Yeehaw <laughs> land of te- uh, Texas, Houston. Houston, though, it really weird city because it obviously is massive, but like, there's not that much like downtown city. They're all no in tall buildings. Like, well, super no, there are tall buildings, but it seems like there's not like there's like downtown which we went to but like then there's just like other random tall buildings like elsewhere but then like the actual like metropolitan area is like massive so it was a weird city but (laughs) besides that we went to the space center which is very cool and obviously we went to the games and um saw UConn win which was the highlight it was stressful there but overall it was very exciting to see them win um Amazing. thorn though was definitely coming home last night <laughs> because well okay my flight wasn't bad and then like one stop to where i was supposed to get off and transfer to the brown line where i go home we just stopped uh-huh. at the track we just stopped <laughs> on the track and we sat there for literally a half an hour not moving Wait, I missed this, but it's okay. I'll just listen to it later. <laughs> Basically, but we were at the station before, but they had closed the doors. And at first they were like, stand by for single clearance, which they say all the time. You like randomly stop on the train and you're like, okay, we're going to move soon. And then we didn't move. And there was like, there was like there were four other people on the train. I was going to say, were you by yourself? It wasn't that sketchy, honestly. I wasn't like sketched out at all. I was just like really mad because I was like, we were also like at the station. So they could have like opened the doors and was like, okay, it's going to be a while. Like you can go. And at that point I was like, I could just Uber home from here. It'd be a lot cheaper than Uber home from the airport. Mm-hmm. But it's like, I've taken so many Ubers this weekend. I'm not going <laughs> to Uber home. It's going to be another $50 or whatever. So we were just sitting there for like, and then probably like 10, 15 minutes, they said, okay, there's someone on the track, unauthorized on the track. So they're like trying to clear the track or whatever. And I was like, okay. So then, but then we waited another like 10 minutes or whatever. And then they finally said like, okay, they're like clear. We're now just waiting for the other trains ahead of us to go. I don't know. But then it was literally another like 10, maybe not quite that long, 10 minutes. And then we started moving at one point and then we stopped and I was like, no, but then we finally went, but I was like literally a half an hour. And I was like, at this point, it was literally, by the time we started moving again, it was like almost 1am. Oh my God. 
I just want to go to bed. Well, and I got off the um, blue line and I was like, I'm not taking the brown line and walking and can make another half an hour. So I just took an Uber from downtown up to my apartment because oh. it took like seven minutes. So I was like, I'll, I'll pay the $14 that it cost to go oh, worth the 10 minutes as opposed to the half an hour plus the. You work. would have had to wait 10 minutes for the brown line yeah. to even come. And I was like, this is just, I, this, I was just like so tired. I'm like, I just want to go to bed. That's my uh, very brief rose and thorn. <laughs> That's I, a whole entire I rose really... bush. <laughs> a whole rose bush has been created. <laughs> um, I really was um, um, being like you, Rebecca. So what can I say? <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate it. <laughs> I'll be fast. I'll okay, say my rose, my rose was UConn winning. The national championship, number five, boys. Very exciting. Um, and my thorn was is, um, that oh, one of my coworkers um went home early today because she had like a cold, and now I'm worried that I'm gonna get a cold. <laughs> That's so super. Fair. And another one of my coworkers is homesick today, and I spent a good amount of time with him yesterday, so. But I think he just, he gets, like, chronic migraines or whatever. So I think that's why he's home. Because another one of my coworkers was like, I saw him after work at Goodwill, and he seemed fine. So I think he's faking it. <laughs> no. So, that's my thorn. So hopefully no uh, cold's coming this way. I guess we'll see you next time. <laughs> when your thorn is next when week. When I see you on Saturday. <laughs> your thorn next week is I got sick. <laughs> um okay my I have two roses I think um my first one was I started my new placement on Monday I forgot well I didn't forget about it but I was like oh yes which is very very cool so far I've only been there two days because I have Wednesdays off Mm -hmm. Um, I think I saw on Facebook that your mom said about you getting like scrubs or something mm mm-hmm I live, I live your life through your mom's Facebook post. <laughs> I mean, so many people do. Um, but yeah, so started that on Monday. That was that was pretty big. And then also on Monday, I did my pre- final presentation for oh, my yes. capstone class. And I passed. So Yay! I just need to make some final edits on my paper, send it in again. Um, and I'm basically done with my program now, except for my placement and any assignments that go along with that. And Yay. finishing up my hours. So that was my, those were my roses of the That's week. That's a big rose. Yes. Very, very exciting. Very big. That's a full um, rose right there. <laughs> yeah. And then my thorn would probably be the fact that um, my work, my placement is 10 hour shifts, but mm-hmm. it's also 40 minutes away. So I'm basically gone for like 12-ish hours. Oh my god. Um, and that so sucks. What a show tear for you. <laughs> um, like yesterday I I left worked the house. almost ten hours yesterday and it was brutal. So it's it's a lot. I I literally left I left the house at seven oh five. So I was awake at like six thirty, I think. And then I didn't get back until seven twenty. Wow. So but like I was surprised. What are your hours that, that you work? Eight. Um, it was technically eight to six, but supposed to get there fifteen minutes early because oh, eight yes. is when the first client shows up, mm-hmm. and then the last 
the last client shows up at six, which it's the 30 minute session. So it doesn't end until 630. And then we stayed after for like 20 more minutes just to finish up paperwork. Oh my God. So I didn't That's brutal, close yeah. to seven, but um, all of the kids are so cute and it was just so fun. And it's, I'm going to love it. Like I already know. And my supervisor is amazing. Um, we were just like going off like throughout the day, just chatting. So it's going to be really good. But the thorn was definitely a 10 hour, yeah. 10 hour work That's days are rough. Yeah. Yesterday I, I was struggling with my eight hours. No, yesterday I, I was worked... just working Rome. <laughs> yesterday I worked, I almost, I was going to work 10 hours, but then I decided to leave a half hour early and just take a shorter lunch today. But I worked from seven to four thirty yesterday, mm-hmm. and it was going to be five. So I feel no, I don't have as long of a commute, but I feel the long day <laughs> though. It was brutal. It's rough. It's a rough time, but and especially Sorry. since Monday night was the game, so I didn't go to bed until close to one a.m. and then I got up mm-hmm. at six, and I was like, and literally my boss the previous day was like, everyone get a good night's sleep, early day tomorrow. I was like, no, nah, that won't be happening. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I didn't get a lot of sleep either. I'm hoping. Okay. That's my, that's my um bud. <laughs> hey, bud is, should we do, should we do bud too? <laughs> Let's get started. <laughs> so, um, our, I guess I'll read the summary too. Yeah, you don't have to read the whole thing. Just give a, like, read. Here, I'll just it. read this. Anyway, so we read The Vanishing Half, which is by Britt Bennett, published in 2020. Um, Storygraph, which is the app that we use as Buddy Reads. Um, yeah, Storygraph, sponsor us, please. Yes. <laughs> I would love a sponsor. Storygraph is great. So they define it as um, fictional, historical, literary, and then emotional, reflective, and medium-paced. <laughs> we can pick our own words at, at the end if we want to describe it. Um, then the summary. The Vignes twin sisters will always be identical, but after growing up together in a small southern black community and running away at age 16, it's not just the shape of their daily lives that is different as adults. It's everything. Their families, their communities, their racial identities. Many years later, one sister lives with her black daughter in the same southern town she once tried to escape. The other passes for white and her white husband knows nothing of her past still even separated by so many miles and just as many lies the fate the fates of the twins remain intertwined what will happen to the next generation when their own daughter's storylines intersect so do we want to just like dive in with our initial thoughts yeah let's do that initial thoughts i liked it i thought it was good I liked it a lot. I feel like it was a good, um, like, different book to read. And a good, like, shout out to our reading Black Authors book. It was a good way to get a new, like, perspective on, like, an interesting topic. Yes. Mm-hmm. I get, yeah, so I gave it four and a half stars. Um, I will say I kind of had forgotten what I, I, like, wrote down, like, after I finished what I gave it. Um, I had to look back. I've never that. rated a book before, so. I, I struggle oh to rate books. I feel like I'm always, like, because sometimes it's, like, you can't compare 
how you write one book necessarily to how you write another book because like Mm -hmm. you could give a book four stars for one reason and four stars for another reason Leanne you have a lot of experience writing books so yeah so I gave it a solid I'm not sure if I want to give a four or 4.25 out of five stars um (laughs) I always try and make sure when I'm rating a book to finish the book and then not rate it immediately because I feel like sometimes it leaves you on such an emotional or like whatever book high that you might want to rate it higher. That's a really it might good, actually that's be such worth. a good idea. I know. Right. So like I finished it and now that I've finished it, I'm like, this was a really good book. I really, really liked it. It's definitely up there high, like rated highly. Um, I think I'm leaning towards four and a quarter out of five. Um but I really, I really liked it. It was very different. Yeah, it was good. Things read, but I was intrigued the whole time. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked the characters. They, I think they were built very and developed very well. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just like really, really liked it. Yeah, I, I, I was a little. Where did it go? Oh, hold on. Let me find Made it. A little tab. I wasn't I feel like when I started it I wasn't expecting it and I guess because I didn't read the summary I realized when I was reading it out loud that the daughter there was going to be a large part of it was going to be the daughter's point of view yeah Mm -hmm. I also I was not expecting that that. but I really like that part though I really liked that it expands like the two well almost we get a little bit of the mother but like mostly like the two generations I thought that was like yeah, I was not at all expecting that because I also didn't really read the daughter part either. And when I was, but I was like, oh, we're getting like the whole, and then they have their whole like own lives too. So it's more than just the twins and how they're. Yeah, like Jude has a super. Impact their lives and how they impact their like daughter's lives too, mm-hmm. which was really interesting. Yes, yes. And obviously the twin part of it was interesting too. yeah but identical twins so like not exactly <laughs> relatable my co-worker asked me today are you identical <laughs> I was like Evan asked that he was like that's why I waited to ask you <laughs> <laughs> but I showed him some pictures of us small nice you didn't yeah I feel like my go-to response is oh everyone always asks that and everyone always thinks that we are identical but we're really not and we don't look anything identical if you actually look at us at all. <laughs> if you understand what being identical means, then you would know you're wrong. Let's see. I have to say that I finished this a while ago. Yeah, I, I was reading when I was looking at questions. I, I read multiple questions. I was like, it ends on such a whatever. And I was like, I don't remember how it ends. Oh, it's like they're going to the river. Jude and um Reese. I absolutely adored Jude and Reese. Me too. I love so much. (laughs) I would when I would read about like when it was their chapters, I would get so excited, and then I would see with someone else, and I was like, no, like I could (laughs) read an entire book on just them and be happy. I was literally thinking while I got to the end, which they did loop back around and give us a little more context about their lives. But I was like, mm-hmm. I want to, I was like, literally while I was reading, I was like, I want to know more about their lives. Like, no. more yeah. of their story. And Reese is such a, he has such a 
background a whole life too that like he's yeah. a the representation in this book was just I, so amazing yes I was, like, I, just... I was like not expecting that to have such a good like trans representation too because it's mm -hmm. also interesting that it it's like starts taking place and i guess by the time yeah the time period too. Reese, it's, i can't remember exactly the eight i have to say that the dates of the parts really messed me up like yeah, I, I feel like it like i got it kind of jumped but then sometimes it didn't make sense like i was trying to reference like how old they were because yeah because it goes 68 and then it goes back to 68 but then 78 part three but like jude's older though but at the beginning of 68 obviously she's young so i don't know it doesn't make sense hmm. oh so 78 is when is where we start like Jude going to UCLA, I think. So that's when we first like meet Reese, I think. Yeah. And it does obviously like what even in the chapters where it's like says it's this, they like flash back and whatever. Yeah, yeah, that part. Oh yeah, I thought it was really interesting to see Reese's life and experience like in like forty years ago or whatever. However, we decided it was. Yeah, over forty. Forty ish, I guess. Yeah, late sixties to seven. No, seventy eight. I think it said 78 so 45 yeah yeah yeah. so 45 no yeah yeah because then because uh, they're like trying to um to save up money for his surgery and but it's like with some doctor that's like does the surgery like secretively because yeah, like on the black mark and everything yeah and i was like obviously it, it makes sense of the time period and everything but the fact that it was then like another however many years until it actually happened like we go forward another 10 plus years until mm -hmm. he actually has the surgery which is wait just 10 like, years well it's yeah hey we're looking Maybe at she's in medical it's... school right because they move she moved they moved to like five yeah they're in like minnesota or whatever by yeah, the yeah, time yeah. minneapolis i think minneapolis yeah yeah which is crazy to like that's a long time to like struggle yeah yeah but like not feeling like your full self so wait my segue question about the time periods was mm -hmm. i felt like well this kind of goes into the fact that it was kind of confusing the time periods was like how did the I felt like I sometimes was confused on the time period, but in the sense of like, how does the time period like affect your views on the story? Or like, how does the fact that it spans 30 years like change things that are happening in the story? And like your perception mm -hmm. of race and everything like that. That's mm -hmm. a good question. I have to say that once, like I said before, the time period thing kind of confused me. So, I, like, feel like I didn't really think about, like, what year it was and stuff because, like, I would have to just go back and say what date it was and then be confused about how old Jude was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Um, but, I mean, obviously it does change things because what we were just talking about with Reese getting his surgery, that mm -hmm. he, like, they have to go to New York for it, but it's not as, like, a hush-hush, like people don't like that kind of thing by the time yeah that's, well that kind of leads into my like it's my thought was that it 
like obviously the beginning it's like 1960s which I feel like especially in in like Mallard and everything it's such a where where is Mallard I have to say that I had a weird in Louisiana I kept thinking it was in Virginia (laughs) (laughs) it sounds like a town that would be in Virginia though right they were in DC and for some reason I thought it was close but then I got confused because I was like they're talking about New Orleans so yeah Yeah, they're in Louisiana Louisiana. but no I feel like the town itself almost since it's this small like rural town like makes it seem like it's even longer ago Mm -hmm. which also I got like well I was when I like went back and realized yeah you're right it does feel like it was in like the 80s or even early 90s I think it ended and like the fact that it was obviously like at that point obviously there's still well there still is today like racism and all that but like the fact that it were in like the not like 80s and 90s and it's still such a like divide yeah like whenever (laughs) um when was well I guess when I guess this was probably more in the 70s when Stella is in the like white neighborhood and the black family comes. Oh, yeah. I don't know uh, what time period that was. Um, probably the seventies. Like, yeah, I think it was the seventies. Because Kennedy's like a younger child when oh yeah, true, true. The family moves in across the yeah. street. But then even at the end like in the at the end of the story. But then at the other side I was like, oh but like Jude's like becoming a doctor. That's like pretty impressive. Yeah, woman, black doctor in the 80s. I was like, go her. Oh, but my one complaint, though, was of Jude's life was the fact that she went to UCLA with, like, a full ride to run track. Never talks about her actually any sort of running. (laughs) (laughs) You're right. You're right. They never. It's like, oh, I worked a night job to save more money. They never talk- I don't know once they talked about her like, like losing her scholarship because she like wasn't doing well or whatever yeah school. no talk about her actually uh, yeah like they should have had like a Reese comes to one of her track meets or whatever I feel like they should have just mentioned it because obviously that was her like ticket out of Mallard was her running and everything so mm-hmm. I feel like it should have been a little bit more of a storyline once you left <laughs> Should I have right? She's not a runner. She's not a track star. <laughs> <laughs> she was a runner. She was a track star. A and she, she's just a doctor. So No, yeah, that's a really good point, Mom. Um, Okay. Honestly, I completely forgot that that was why she went to UCLA. Because yeah, right? <laughs> there was so much else going on that, like, it just took a backseat. I was like, oh, okay, she's not in Mallard anymore. Yeah, she's just somewhere else. Um, mm-hmm. While we're talking about the daughters, thoughts on Kennedy? And I, like, I feel like life. she grew on me. Yeah, I really didn't like her a ton. Um, like she originally, showed, like all her privilege. Yes, which is interesting because, like, in the end, like you're half black, but like obviously doesn't. You know. don't know you don't know yeah it's interesting oh boy different way to like look at her life but Mm -hmm. I like how yeah she's interesting yeah she definitely but she also like found out like obviously she was an adult 
but she was like 18, 19 or whatever when she mm-hmm. finally like started talking to you. I loved how they like met each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was and great. That was like interesting how they I feel like go ahead. Connected. Or like yeah. how they first met and everything and how like Stella like showed up. Yes, that was like one comment on the buddy reads. <laughs> I saw that. <laughs> it's like, oh my god, it's Stella. Um uh no, yeah. The kid the daughters, I feel like because that's a lot of the storyline was told through them. So I mm-hmm. feel like because that's like the first hand kind of effects, if you will, of the like path that each of their mothers chose to take from like and it really shows like, okay, yes, they were identical twins, but Stella and Desiree chose like a completely different life. And that's like directly reflected in like their daughters and then them interacting and like mm-hmm. not even realizing that they are cousins. Yeah. I feel like that was very interesting. But I liked how they obviously didn't like end up staying like super like stay super close but like they still like continue to like off well obviously there was some like lulls but the fact that they stayed having a relationship I liked how they did that I thought it was also interesting that Stella even after Kennedy was like I know the truth like here's this picture she was still like denying it for like a while which I thought yeah. was just, like, weird. She's like, oh, I can't tell the truth because it'll, like, let us, like, ruin Kennedy or whatever exactly she said. But I'm like, if Kennedy knows the truth, now you're just, like, lying on lying. And that's just more lying. <laughs> yeah, I feel like a lot of the stuff that I didn't like about Kennedy originally is actually because Stella just, like, wasn't telling her anything. Yeah. And then when she finally, like, grew up and started to become her own person, I was like, wait, like, she's actually, like, not terrible, but, like, she just doesn't know the whole story, and it's impacted how she's grown up and who she's oh yeah turned into. Yeah, like, I couldn't imagine, like, obviously Stella chose to, like, change her identity and just live a new life, which, like, part of me, like, understands, like, you have this opportunity to live what she believes is going to be a better life, like, Mm-hmm. and she decided to take it but a little tea in that storyline is the fact that she ended up with her boss, her boss. yes <laughs> no that was a big no for me <laughs> how much is the age gap there like enough that it's like also just like the secretary boss relationship i just i can't get behind that at i was all. like stella he's probably taking advantage of you he's the that, they like, went on their first business trip and he was like, she was like, oh, he was like suggesting stuff, like wanting to do stuff in the hotel room or whatever. I was like, oh no. Yeah, I was like, this is unfortunate. Like everything else about Blake. That yes. Yeah. Go back to the character list. Go back to the character list. Yeah. It's like rich white. Um, like he seems like a fine guy, but I'm like, yeah. I just I couldn't get behind that. But I feel like since if Stella. Obviously, I think her getting that job and then, like, starting that relationship with Blake ultimately influenced her to be like, oh, I can, like, run away and start a new life. Yeah. Um, but, like, if she, she wouldn't have been able to do that if she wasn't with him 
and like had Very this true. whole life and had the like the privilege that came with him being this like richer white man yeah but i think if i would be interesting to see like a different story if stella just decided she was gonna be white and pass as white but like not marry mm -hmm. lake and just like live obviously it was still the 70s or whatever so like it'd be harder to be, like, a single white woman, but, like, still it'd be interesting to see how her life would be different as, like, a single white woman mm -hmm. as opposed to, like, immediately just be with Blake. Yeah. I wonder. 100%. That was, like, a question that we had here that I yeah, was... Yeah, because, like, unmarried like, it, I feel like even into the 70s, like, unmarried women, no matter your race, like, were kind of, like, reflected down on in society. <laughs> I would think. <laughs> yeah, but it's more in the sense of like. Then there were hippies came in and they were like, freedom, independence, peace. No Vietnam War. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I saw there was, I read a question that was like, Stella like transitioned or like became. Oh, I just like kind of put that like, tra like trans in parallel with like black to white race. Like, that's, like, kind of a, the, like, clear breakaway. It's an interesting comparison. Um, I wonder if that's why the break in the story. What? Like, like, it's an interesting comparison of, like, trans oh, and, yeah. like, Stella becoming, like, a new race, basically. Yeah. It's an interesting comparison. Yeah. That is interesting. Um... But what I was going to say was there was a question of, like, oh, the fact that, like, Stella, like, could have still had a relationship with her sister, mm -hmm. but decided to, like, completely cut everything yeah. off. I feel like she would, she maybe was thinking, like, well, because she got the job pretending to be white when, like, when she was still with Desiree. Yeah, so Desiree knew. Mm -hmm. So she knew. But maybe, yeah, so that doesn't, because I was going to say, oh, maybe she would think that Desiree would, like, think poorly of her or not supportive of her decision, so she just kind of didn't tell her. But if that initial thing happened when they were both together still, then it's interesting. But maybe it's all because of the Blake guy that kind of really swayed her to leave. Mm -hmm. <laughs> maybe. But, um... And then, so, but Desiree does the, like, complete opposite. Well, not, I don't know if it's complete opposite. Well, because she moves like, back home. Well, the fact that she, like, marries, like, a black, black man. Yeah, even, well, that's like, the whole part of Mallard. That's, like, they're, like, light-skinned. Yeah, so it's interesting that, like, Desiree does, like, the complete opposite. That's, like, the whole thing about, like, Jude is then, like, bullied yeah. for her race, even though they're all... Black. <laughs> yeah which is just uh, more like levels of racism i hadn't really known. thought of yeah yeah mm -hmm. it's definitely eye-opening like as far as books go because it's not something the three of us consider on a regular basis but it was mm -hmm. a very different lens to take and i really appreciated that we chose this book because it yeah. allowed us to have that experience mm-hmm I liked it because it it 
was both like I feel like the message and the the strong points of the book were not like didn't overshadow the like storyline Mm-hmm. it was very well Like blended it was just together weaving into but it like didn't feel like we're drilling this message at you and, and like the plot's just kind of there second it was kind of tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> but you didn't hear me say anything. no <laughs> oh <laughs> oh yeah Leanne why don't you pick one of your questions that you found oh, I didn't even read through all of them, to be honest. Let's see. Um... Let's see. Oh, can I pick one? Sorry. <laughs> yeah, you can pick one. I just, the second or third question, I guess. Um, although I like that one too. First, okay. I like the what's the title mean in the context of the story. I'm assuming Yeah, it's referring to Stella running away and just disappearing. She's half I... Mm -hmm. of the twins. But it's also interesting because it could be like, The vanishing half, as in, like, the actual twin, but it could also just be, like, the half of, like, for Stella's life, she's becoming, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Very true. like, All the meanings. and then there's this There's other both half literal of her. and figurative meaning, Mm-hmm. but this Yeah. one. Um, As you can see on the cover, we got the yes. two people. <laughs> Um... And I, I like the third question, which is Desiree and Stella's father is murdered by white men in a horrific crime that sees no justice. This tragedy impacted the sisters in different ways. Desiree seems to bury it, but Stella is very traumatized. Why do you think Stella made such a significant decision to leave behind everything and deny a huge part of who she is? I feel like I thought it was the other way around. Was Desiree, Desiree's the one who like kind of buried it and didn't think about it? Yeah, because, th like, that's, like, they had to explain the thing at, like, the, when they talked about the funeral, how, like, Desiree would just, like, answer the questions for both of them, because, Mm. you're like, right yeah I feel like that definitely plays into when Stella left and like forgot about her old life is like maybe a an easier way of coping with like what happened to her And father also, I feel like, well, I don't know if this, the fact that Uh, if she presented as white, like that kind of crime couldn't happen to her is I was maybe thinking the what same I was thing. thinking. But at the other half, it's like she wanted to, obviously not all white people are committing horrible crimes against black people, but like the fact that she was like, oh, let me just become one of the, it's an interesting come. thought process I guess I don't know but oh one other thing is another character we haven't talked about at all is early I loved him. I loved early he was a great character He was fantastic. <laughs> he was good I loved him I loved his his like part, start, part of the storyline at the end where he's like taking care of Adele was so sweet I was like this Yeah. is so great It was and then very like sweet. since she was losing her memory and like he would ask she would ask like who he was and stuff uh, like because he never ever never like married her or whatever so like that whole part of the the kind of storyline No, I love, I also loved how this, in the story, like, he showed up 
when they were kids and then like mm-hmm. it back around I love that yeah and that the fact cool. that he like immediately when he came back when he was like bounty hunted to find Desiree was like immediately like, oh I'm sorry I couldn't find her you mean to find Stella no that's why early comes back to town yeah right because Desiree's the, uh, the um, husband oh, yes like, yes you're right I will say the husband must have been pretty stupid to like not be like <laughs> let me just go back to her hometown yeah. like especially since he knew what it was he yeah, knew yes. what it, the town was. Yeah. Like, he could have just gone and looked himself. But it just yeah, he just had the he... bounty hunter come, and then he, like, early was just like, oh no, she's not there. Yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. That's significant. But it just shows that he, I don't remember what his name was. I didn't write it down on the character list because I. He's an irrelevant character. Mm-hmm. But, like, he didn't, like, actually care about them. He, like. No, and then he ends up having, like, a second. and anything. abusive and not a good person. Yeah, and yeah. they well, yeah, he has a family. Yeah, he has a second family, like after that, because like Desiree at one point like goes yeah. and or like was it early who who goes and like looks? Yeah, at his, one like, of them. like later on, mm-hmm. one of the two, and it, it's just like I oh, think he, he might has have been kids early because I feel like he was like I don't want to tell Desiree about this. Yeah, and I don't think Desiree actually leaves until the very end of the book. Anyway, like leaves Mallard again. That was like that. The fact yeah, so she goes to Minneapolis. Desiree, the fact that she like she was the one who wanted to leave and have this like big life, and then she was the one who came. She was back. one who stayed. Honestly, I was just thinking earlier. It kind of reminded me of like Loki, like It's a Wonderful Life. Oh yes, <laughs> it, George, it reminded me of that a lot. George wants <laughs> to leave and have this big life, and then he's just stuck in the small town, mm-hmm. but is then still Harry- like. An important part of the town, I guess. She is. Yes. Yeah. No, I thought of that too, Mo. With the whole back loosely, yeah. Yeah. Very like not obviously a main part of it, but like I thought of that. Um but then I was interesting that Stella did actually come home. I really didn't think she was going to. Wait, she didn't know. So yeah at the very end because early then has to go pick like he's driving by and he like picks oh, her yes, up in they, the car. she does come home yes and they talk in the the like diner and then she leaves her wedding ring to like help with yes and she well, sneaks really out in the, her to the train yeah, yeah. She yep. like in the morning. but it's like yeah because mm-hmm. i feel like obviously i think it was good for her to go so like to see Desiree and the mom again, but like it seemed like partially like a little too little, too late kind of thing. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> but I guess that I think you could have stayed longer. I will say the one thing about that was a good that it spurred. I think after that is when she actually tells Kennedy about her whole life. Mm-hmm. I thought she never did. No, remember they had the one like oh picks her up from you the read plane. This too long ago. <laughs> She picks her up from the plane or the airport, I think, and it's like, oh, we have whatever until we get home. Like, you can ask me whatever. Yes, yes, I like that part. Get home, like, we're not talking Mm -hmm. about this again. Yes, I did like that part. I remember that. Um, but yeah, overall, I really enjoyed it, and I think it was my um favorite of the books that we've read so far. Yeah, Yeah, I would agree. I would agree too. It's. Uh, it also is so different, though. 
um, Mr. Perfect on Paper, and then Tomorrow and Tomorrow and Tomorrow. Yeah. 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 I think I would rank this the top. January and February. Top. This one top, and then Mr. Perfect on Paper second, and then mm-hmm. <laughs> It was supposed to be better than it was. That's right. Yeah, that was I still see things where people are like, it's so great. I saw, I feel like I saw someone say, I was like, save yourself like some it. time. I think it's just like, it was, it was no preference. Things, it yeah. had two, right. it had Good potential. Personal preference. Some people might like that. I mean, we, I think we just have similar, like, styles of books that we like. Yeah. So, of course, we're going to agree that we all really didn't like it that much. But yeah. there's yeah. definitely people out there who I think like. We were expecting stuff. a lot from it. That was like it had like I feel like the story had potential, but it's just yeah, it just was conflict wasn't there. <laughs> no. Um, going back to there are words that is defined by fictional, yes, historical, mm-hmm. definitely, definitely literary. I don't really understand that. Literally means it's got like makes it well. I feel like is I think of everything's literary. literary? <laughs> I feel like literary and reflective are kind of along the same line. It's like literary of, is like you're thinking about it. It's kind of like yes. like this is when or, I say literary, I'm like, is it something that would be read in like a high school English class for say, students to analyze and mean something? Like this is the kind of book. It's got education so like, to it. Yeah. But not in like a yeah. bad way, but in like a yeah, I agree. Like, and if I read this in high school, I would I would have been so happy. I was like, just yeah. gonna say, I wish we could read this in high this school. This is definitely right. a book I would recommend for like high schoolers to read. Okay, Absolutely. I was thinking, well, no. yeah, I was thinking, I was gonna say let let you speak, but um, on my drive home today from work, I was thinking of like um podcast episode ideas, and I was like, oh, we could do an episode discussing the books that we read in high school in our classes. And like what mm. we them and that's stuff. a good idea. So I was I like, that kind of remember what they are, but <laughs> yeah, that cross sections like our book interest and our childhood interest. <laughs> um, that. Um, medium paced. I feel like I don't know the pacing. I feel like depends on what kind of reader you are. So I feel, like- I feel like it also depended on what part of the book we were at. I yeah. agree. Like, I feel like it was a little slow in the beginning, but, like, as soon as we got to part two and we were talking about June, then I was like, read it fast. Let's go. Reese, hello? Let me speed read through this chapter and then be sad when it's over. Yes. <laughs> like, come on. Um, yes, I agree. Um, yeah. Let's see. Any other final thoughts? I um, recommend... Highly recommend mm-hmm. best book of the book club so far. Yeah, 2023. We'll see where it's Q1 favorite book. <laughs> Q1, yeah, Q1 favorite book. Oh, yeah. Um, I have not started our next one yet. Mm-hmm. I started I it last night. So next month we're trying to finish. City. So we can go into shout out any other books you've read recently or things you've watched. Yeah, so I just finished... Ready. I'm ready. Well, I was in the middle of talking yes. about my audio. That's why you're like, that down from somewhere to discuss it. Actually, it's just been sitting on my bed, like on the side. I just grabbed it. Um, but 
I'll be quick. No, I just said I finished reading or listening to the audiobook that I actually started listening to over the summer with mom when we were road tripping out here. And then I like don't really listen to audiobooks. So then I kind of had to figure out when I was going to listen to it because I feel like the best time to listen to audiobook is when you're driving in a car, but I don't drive anymore. So I, so I started listening to it when I was walking. So I finally, but then I had my six or not quite six hour round trip flight so I finished reading or listening to the book which is my dear Hamilton which is really interesting it's like historical fiction about Eliza Hamilton so Alexander Hamilton's wife but it's like it's I put myself back into life. the narrative <laughs> literally the entire time I was listening but no, really interesting. Um, obviously, some of it, I listened to, like, the authors know afterwards. And obviously, um, since Eliza was a woman in the turn of the Revolutionary War and I'll post that, there isn't, like, a lot on just her. So some of it's obviously guessed and elaborated and everything. But it's interesting to, it was an interesting story to read about her life and connection to, like, the start of the revolution it was interesting in the like author's note also said she she like knew or had met like eight or ten of the first like 12 presidents of the united states which what? is like crazy to think about because she lived also for like 90 plus years which is impressive for someone who was born in the 1700s yeah but it was it was very interesting. Obviously, it's like a long book. I don't know how many pages it was, but it was like twenty three hours. So, but if you're looking for something to read about that, it was interesting. Leanne, now you can talk about your book. <laughs> I am so close to being done with Forever Never by Lucy Score. Um, I wasn't sure how I was gonna feel about this one. But I'm absolutely loving it. Um, it takes place on Mackinac Island. That's cool. I want to go there so Me bad. Too. Which is interesting because the main, the main character, you, like she shows up in like the first chapter, um, at her parents' house, um, on Mackinac Island with a broken arm. And she's kind of being very secretive about, like, what happened. She's like, oh, I got it in a car accident. And then, of course, the guy who she was basically in love with her entire teenage life um, is also there, like, on the island. And he has liked her also, but he was like, she's off limits. Like, I can't be with her. So there's, like, a whole thing. The very top part of this, I'll just read it. You don't fall for your brother's high school sweetheart, your boss's daughter, or your ex-wife's best friend, especially when they're all the same woman. So that's from the main character's perspective, the main guy's perspective. Um, and then you find out that, like, the girl has, what is it, like, synesthesia, where she, like, sees oh, yes. colors, colors with, like, music. Yes, that's cool. So she's a painter, but she goes by, like, an alias or, like, a different name when she's painting, and it's, like, a big part of the whole storyline you find out a lot more about like why she has a broken arm and she's keeping secrets from people and um it's just been very very good um i only have like seven more chapters and an epilogue left which is 
kind of crazy, but it's been very, very good. And I'm really liking it. And I can't wait to put it in my surrogate because then it'll say I'm back on track. (laughs) I think I have to put in my Dear Hamilton. I put in immediately. I want to see that updated pie chart. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. I'll go quickly. I read, uh, actually read another book. Ooh, Rising so Rebecca. Um, I read um the guest list by mm-hmm. Lucy Foley. Lucy Foley, yes. Mm-hmm. Thank you. The um, Lucy in this podcast yes. episode. <laughs> uh and I kind of it just caught my eye on the library shelf. Um when I just got my library card. And it was very uh, good. It was kind of like a mystery thr- thrillery kind of book, um, but also with a little romance because it's about um, this couple that are getting married on this like remote island off the coast of Ireland, um, and all the guests come and someone's murdered and it's like who did it and it's multiple point of view, uh, but like by like interesting characters so not like so you get like other people's you get to learn the other characters from certain point of views but you don't get their point of view so Hmm. um yes highly recommend though it was very interesting and i i got up myself an audiobook that i can listen to on my drive home although um, i'm gonna have to listen to it on the way to work and stuff because there's no audiobooks that's like six hours long that might feel like so I got um, I like an about... eight or I listened to an eight hour one on oh, Libby once. That's not bad. It was actually good. It was really cute. Um if I remember what it was, I would tell you, but I can't in the moment. <laughs> um I got a um like CDs from the library because I was like, we have a CD player, mm-hmm. so I'll get one. So it's a thousand splendid sons, which is oh. by the same author as the um, the school. High school throwback. Yeah. That was a good and one. It was good, and Mom said she liked it even better than the Kite Runner. So, oh, keep us updated. Yeah, Let me see now. who it's by. A thousand. Oh, Khalid Hussini. Oh yeah. So, um, no, yeah, and then I'm also still reading the third book in the Bear Town trilogy that I didn't bring with me on my trek because it weighs like ten pounds. <laughs> That's an exaggeration, but. <laughs> But I haven't decided if I'm going to try to finish that before I read our book, club book, depending on... This one's pretty long. Over 400 pages. Yeah, I still have, like, a lot left in the book, but I kind of... I'm, like, 200 pages in, I think, but it's, like, 700 pages, so (laughs) maybe... Well, I might read a little bit more, and then if it get, If we... Depending on what time it is, I might start reading our book club book and go back to it. We'll see. I guess we'll wrap up now. (laughs) Thanks for listening, everyone. See you next time. Bye. Next time on Around the Block. (laughs) 